Welcome to the True Spirituality with Ange podcast. I'm here to bring you a version of spirituality that will uplift you, inspire you, and make you feel good. Your belief system does not matter. Everyone is welcome. And along the way, I hope I will help you to build your own spiritual blueprint that will make you feel 100% good about yourself. This is what I have done for myself, thanks to my intuition. So come along for the ride and let's light up the world. You don't need to be religious or even to believe in God. This is an inclusive and diverse space. Let's do this. So this week's episode is going to be about the difference between goals, intentions, and New Year resolutions. And I'm very, very excited to bring this topic uh, on the True Spirituality podcast because I find that the people that I've met who call themselves spirituals very rarely set goals. They prefer intentions. I know that business people prefer goals. I personally have struggled with goals for a very long time. I've played a lot with intentions and found that it's quite, um, it works better for me. But I also want to talk about New Year resolutions because I've almost hardly ever made them. Uh, but I see a lot on the online space and social media how most people say they don't work and how and, I, and I've, I've, I've observed it, especially in the fitness industry, how you can have some new re new year resolutions to sign up for a gym. And, and usually it's used January, February, and then you drop out. And I feel that uh, New Year resolutions, unless you understand the actual nature of habits and how to create habits, uh, are bound to fail. Uh, and I feel sorry for people who do, because when you've set a new, new Year resolution and you fail, it's much harder to get back on it than if you plan it ahead or at least um, know what what it takes to create a habit uh, for it to be sustained. And so you don't have that um, added baggage of the failure of not having, um, I suppose, manifested uh, your new year resolutions. Uh, and so, so sometimes it's worse when you do it the second time round, or you have all that mindset stuff going on in the background you've tried before. You know, that little voice that says really horrible things to you, um, like you're a failure, you'll never do it. Why did you sign up for that gym? It's ridiculous. You do that every January, you never go, you go for a couple of sessions and you waste your money. All that might come from real experiences, but it's certainly not helpful for you if you want to improve your life. And I feel that goals, intentions, and new year resolutions generally, it doesn't matter what you call them, they're here to elevate your life. And I feel that when you're on your spiritual journey, that's what you want. You want to elevate your life. So whether you want to set yourself a goal that you're going to meditate more, don't get me started on meditation, though. I don't actually believe it's that important. But I do honor the people who find it helpful and want to set that as a goal. Um, uh, whether it is because you want to be kinder to people or more compassionate, there's a way to set those goals or those intentions that are going to be more helpful than others. And I also wanted to, for me, define um, what each of them are, how different they are. And so to give you options, I love to give people options. Um, so before you go all in, um, let's look at the differences. So for me, goals, um, 
has an energy behind them of I have to do it all myself. There's a lot of shoulding. You know, there's a lot of you know pressure, obligation. Even if you choose it, you might still choose it because you think it's what you need to do, or you think it's what people would expect you to do, or you think that's the right thing to do. There's a a lot of um, ego energy in goals. I feel, um, and, and there's a lot of pressure, and there's also attached to your goal. If you don't reach it then you'll be a failure so that that whole element of perfectionism and and I guess I resisted goals for years because for me I knew I was going to use it as a stick to beat myself up about how much of a failure I was already rather than something to motivate me and something to drive me to achieve something more because I'm always trying to achieve something more anyway I don't really need to set goals to do that in fact the moment I achieve something I'm I, I don't even take the time to celebrate it and move on to the next thing and this is something that was revealed to me when I worked with a planning coach uh, in 2019 this was a huge aha moment for me. I realized that um, planning was going to help me through the setting of realistic goals and also um, through the selection of fewer goals than I had was going to enable me to avoid burnout to start with. Second, to stop that vicious circle of beating myself up for not uh, reaching my goals, which was um, absolutely maddening. But I hadn't realized that it was something I did to myself. Um, so I do think goals are good if you know how to set them or if you have if you've never done it, find someone who can who can help you find a realistic goal so it doesn't become that um, that negative cycle where you um, constantly feel like a failure. And again, I want to say some people thrive on stretch goals, especially money goals, and some people don't. So know yourself and know which way is going to help you the most to achieve the results that you want to achieve, okay? I also want to add into this equation that... Um, if you're on your spiritual path, and I'm going to assume that on some level you're consciously pursuing um, this spirituality, um, you will very often find that the goals that you used to set maybe in business no longer work, okay? Because uh, once you embrace the spiritual side of yourself, and once you start integrating it into the physical, the business, the corporate or the career aspect of it, or, or all other areas of your life, you will find that the goalpost is actually moved, uh, not necessarily by you, but by what you could call your soul or your higher self or something, uh, because it shifts away from the material. Now, I'm not saying that it should shift away from the material completely, but your definition of success is going to be quite different from what it could have been before. And I can speak from experience because I was a thriving international business mergers and acquisition lawyer for 15 years. I achieved so much. I had a career um, that a lot of people were jealous of. I, I thrived. I had so much fun and I felt very successful. Um, since then, since leaving this um, occupation and this career, uh, I left in 2006, I've had to completely over, 
overhaul. I think that's the word in English. My version of success. And it has been actually painful because I no longer have the signs of success that most people use as milestone um, to define my success or to support uh, my success. Um, and this is something that might happen to you, which is why I want to share it with you to sort of comfort you that there's nothing wrong with you. It's just that you've shifted something in your life and what used to work in the past might no longer work. And that's okay. You have to find a new way. Your intuition is going to help you find that, uh, set new goals, different goals, or move towards intentions because that might be more aligned now. But I'm also going to highlight the risk of intentions versus goals. Uh, and it's almost um, highlighting the risk of being too spiritual as opposed to being too material because both hold um, different um, different risks or different um, dangers within themselves. So you probably already know that uh, when you pursue materialistic goals, when you're completely in the physical, then you might miss something very important that is not material. Uh, you might be too focused on external signs of success. You might be too obsessed with what are other people going to think about you. You might be too... Um, invested in impressing other people. You know, it's that keeping up with the Jones kind of energy. So that's one of the risks of being too much in the material. And, and again, when I'm saying that, I'm not judging. It's just something that happens. And, and sometimes we realize it, sometimes we don't. Uh, for myself, I don't think I was too much into keeping up with the Joneses. However, I completely measured my success on my achievements. And this only works for a certain period of time. There's, you'll reach a place uh, or a state in your life when that's not going to work anymore, especially if you aspire to be more spiritual. Uh, but not many people talk about it. So, um, you know, at one point you might wonder, you know, why is it not working anymore? What's wrong with me? There's nothing wrong with you. It's just an evolution. And you need to adapt. You need to be flexible. You need to understand where you're moving towards. Uh, and hopefully I can be that guide and that mentor because I've been there. I've done the massive transition from being a, an ex, a incredibly successful uh, you know, professional to being a mum at home of four autistic children and having to run my own business. So um, I don't think you could find two more opposite, opposite directions uh, in, uh, in one's life. And it was a shock to the system, I won't lie. So anyway, that was about goals. Now let's talk about intentions, which is something that spiritual people prefer to set. Um, intentions are a lot softer. They also leave more room for something bigger than you that will come and either help you manifest what you want or inspire you, or there's a dance there. There's a collaboration rather than thinking that you are doing it all yourself. So I like that energy from that point of view. However, I am very aware that a lot of spiritual people, including business spiritual people, um, rely too much on their spirit guides. And I'm sorry, I know we haven't defined that term just yet. I haven't come to do um, a full episode on spirit guides, but I'm hoping you understand the concept generally. And, and in a way, I could define it in a couple of words. Um, spirit guides are usually, um, they're people like us, except the only difference between them and us is they don't have bodies at the moment, or they will never have bodies again. I don't know. It's their choice. Um, but they're not incarnated. They're not on this planet. They have been human. And so they know the human experience. And most 
spirit guides who support entrepreneurs have already been entrepreneurs themselves, usually. So you can think the likes of the Carnegie. Um, I can't think of all the, you know, the big, big business uh, names, uh, but I'm, I'm sure you can fill in this, the gaps here. I, I'm usually very bad with names. So I need to own up to that. Um, if you ask me to recite an, an, a list of names, I, I'm probably going to uh, draw a blank. So, but you get the idea. And um and the problem is that, that spiritual entrepreneurs then um, always mention their guides and their guides have told them to do this or do that. They don't actually take responsibility for what they want, for their own decision. And that's a mistake that I made at the start because I wasn't warned by someone else that this was a danger. Uh, and I might elaborate on that in more uh, detail at some point. But I got incredibly confused by the guidance I was receiving and um, and my role in it. Uh, you know, was I supposed to make my own decisions anyway, go against what my guides were um, advising me to do? Uh, how does that how does that work? It's a whole new thing. Um, so there's a danger for spiritual entrepreneurs to hand over the responsibility to their guides. Uh, and that's not something that a CEO of a business would do in uh, in real life. And I'm going to say in real life, I believe all of all of this is real, but I'm sure you know what I mean by that. Um, even a CEO in a company, even though they're not involved in the operations anymore, you know, um, on the ground, they have people that they, in their team and they work within the team, but ultimately it's for them to decide what the uh, direction of the business is going to be. Um, they're here to make the difficult decisions. And I think if you're a spiritual entrepreneur, you're supposed to do the same. But all too often, I've witnessed spiritual entrepreneurs say at the first obstacle uh, in their business or when something happens and they say, oh, it wasn't meant to be. And for me, that's a complete cop out. Um, and it's one of the big dangers of leaning too much into the spiritual side of things and forgetting that we are humans first and foremost before we are spiritual. At least that's what we are trying to embody in this incarnation. We're in the body because we are learning to be human. And if we're too, we're too spiritual, we lose the plot a bit in a way as humans. Okay. So just a small pause to mention something quite exciting that's happening right now. I have created a quiz and I was wondering if you'd like to take it. So in order to do that, um, I will be adding a link in the show notes to sign up for my newsletter, which means that you'll receive my musing, some others, and um, then you'll make sure that you'll know what kind of content I put up because I'm also an author with um, the Taoist Online on Medium. So the quiz, um, I work with a framework with my one-to-one -one client called the EPIC framework. And this framework enables you to um, establish the foundations of your success. Most people don't reach their full potential because these four um, pillars are not in place. And these pillars for me are energy, prosperity, intuition, and mindset. So if one of these pillars is not rock solid, uh, when you reach a certain level of success, you will be uh, probably sabotaging yourself. So this is what it can look like. Um, you know, you, you've just had a promotion or your business is doing really well. Your relationship is amazing. Um, you love your life, 
but then you get very sick. Perhaps because you don't have time to rest, you're constantly on the go, etc. So that's the energy pillar. The prosperity pillar surprises me often, but it can happen for people who are actually really um, successful. Um, their money's coming in beautifully, but then whenever they reach a level that goes above what they're comfortable with with money, and this can be an unconscious thing, a huge bill comes in or something breaks down or and it almost seems like whenever they have this big big pot of money coming in, it's immediately used for something else. That's when your prosperity pillar needs working on. Um, intuition is more likely to be about um, a little bit about the law of attraction as well. It's, it's around uh, being able to make decisions in an easy to get in the flow of life and also um, to start understanding that it's not all down to you, that the universe actually co-creates with you. And the last one, mindset, uh, I'm not going to go too much into it because I don't want this interruption to be too long, but um, you can see how these four pillars are absolutely vital if you want to reach your ne next level of success without having to sacrifice your health, your relationships, or even your sanity. So um, make sure you sign up for my newsletter. You will receive um, the quiz as a PDF, and I'd love to know which of the four pillars needs more work for you. So feel free also to reach out. Uh, the best way to do that is on Facebook or LinkedIn. Uh, I'm Ange de Lumière on both, and I'd love to hear from you. Now, third uh, aspect is the New Year resolution. Uh, it still has a different energy from the first two. I would say it's probably closer to the goal, but the problem that the new re resolution has is first, it's only done once a year uh, at a time when we think that magically, because we have now embraced a new year, which is completely artificial on the calendar. Not everybody goes by our calendar either. I think there's a lot of ethnocentricity, uh, European centricity, whatever Western centricity around the calendar and the new year. And why would things magically change just because you embrace a new year? Okay, it's it's possible that you could have a fresh start, but in effect, you have a fresh start every day. Every day when you wake up, you can decide which way your, your, your life is going to head, what kind of decisions you're gonna make and what tiny habits you can put in place in order to create a different life for yourself as well as creating new beliefs, choosing the beliefs that serve you rather than the ones that um, limit you. Uh, and, and sometimes that's difficult because um, you believe the, the beliefs that you have. You believe them because you've gathered information for a very long time that has proven that this belief is true. But at the end of the day, um, if you continue to think what you thought before, you will continue to have the same kind of life. So it's by creating new beliefs and, and at start, it, it can feel quite artificial. Um, but then you can start gathering the evidence that proves the new belief. And in life, for most part, I'm not talking about extreme situations and I'm not talking about uh, you know, racism and, and those big, big um, topics where, uh, you know, it is real. You can't deny when racism is there. But um, what I want to say is for the things that are not like big principles like that, you could probably find evidence to support any belief that you want to create in your life. Okay. And I, and I don't mind being proven wrong, right? If you have an example that I haven't thought of, please share it with me and we can have a discussion about it or a conversation.
So the energy, because I talk a lot about energy of New Year resolutions, is usually based on guilt, good wishes, and that one day in the year energy. Okay, it's the 31st of December or the 1st of January, and I'm going to have all these New Year resolutions, and uh, my life is going to be completely different. This is not how habits work. This is not how you change your life. You're much more likely to change your life one tiny step at a time, but also with a plan and a direction and clarity on where you're going and what is realistic. So I'm almost wrapping all of this up together. Now, the one thing I haven't mentioned so far, which is also important in this discussion that I want to have at the start of the year, because it is January 2024. Um, I realize that you might listen to this in another month at another time of the year maybe even another year but what is important is to understand the mechanics and so that we can really create the life that we want and understand the traps of the mind and the traps of habits and uh, resolutions and all that sort of thing so i want to talk also about manifestation and uh, the law of attraction something i'm going to make a full episode about but not quite yet i'm not ready i'm following the energy i'm going with the flow with this podcast so it will it will be done when it feels right uh, but the thing is, sometimes with manifestation, you have some teachers who say, if you write down your goal 50 times, it will happen. Uh, I don't want to sound negative, but this is not enough. Just writing something 100 times like you were in school, well, some people have, uh, not everybody has. And I think the habit has now succeeded, uh, thankfully, because I don't think it's very helpful unless you want to practice your handwriting, which is completely different. But as a punishment, you know, writing, you know, I will not pinch uh, um, little Lucy in class anymore, write it 100 times. Is that really going to make you change your habits? If you have pinched her because she's nasty to you or because she bullies you or because you've had a bad day at home and you have to take it on someone that day, writing it a hundred times is never going to change any of that because you need to go deeper than that. We're not skin deep here. And the same thing works for manifestation. A lot of manifestation law of attraction teachers sadly only go skin deep. They don't go to the root of the issue. They don't go to the, they don't encourage you to do the hard work, which is to work on yourself, to heal yourself, to release some of the trauma, some of the abuse. For some of us, not everybody's been abused or traumatized, but there's a lot of people who don't actually know that they have been abused or traumatized because they think their definition of what it is, is, um, I would say in a way linked to the psychiatric association manual dm something i can't remember exactly what it's called that sets such high thresholds for these things or definition that they miss out on the much smaller um, episodes or incidents of abuse or trauma which means that a lot of people are completely unconscious about what is affecting them and how their um, behavior is actually affected by things that they're not aware of and believe me when I say, and I know it's supported by a lot of evidence and research, uh, most of your habits are driven by your subconscious 90% of the time. So only 10% of your of your of what you think, the conscious mind, um, has an impact on your habits. So it's very important to dig deep. Because if you stay surface level, you can say anything you want, you can use any words that you want. This is not going to make things happen in your life. This is not going to affect change. And then you'll wonder why, you know, saying affirmations has never worked for me. 
because the moment I say the affirmation, it's almost like I know I'm faking it. I know that I don't resonate with it. So even that, the setting of affirmations, if you didn't want to do goals, you don't want to do intentions, you don't want to do year resolutions. Okay, this year in January, I'm going to start affirmation. Be aware that unless you do the work underneath, um, just saying these affirmations is going to have zero effect or is not likely to have much effect in your life despite what other people say right so um to sum up right what i was talking about number one the goals there's not enough room left for help from someone else than you from a bigger the bigger picture guides angels whatever you want to call them number two three and four there's no plan and so that is difficult for things to actually happen because you're not intentional enough or you're not structured enough. And sometimes people resist the planning because they think it's going to clip the wings of their creativity, their intuition, whatever it is. I have learned through firsthand experience, as I said, since 2019, because I resisted planning for a very long time for this reason, because I wanted to honor my creativity, my intuition, etc. I have learned through experience that actually planning is a way to magnify all that all those wonderful things because it gives you the container for whatever idea you want to to put in place. Um, and I, I you often use the metaphor that you can't you can drink water from a river, but if you have a glass to contain your water, so the glass is the structure, the glass is the planning, then it's going to be a much um, much different experience than if it goes all over the place, you get wet, uh, or you have to actually get in the river to be able to drink, which uh, then you have there's all sorts of other issues that can happen, right? So we can't be just purely spiritual or purely creative or purely intuitional. <laughs> no, that's not a word. It's intuitive. Uh, we need a container. We need a structure. Otherwise, it's like having a body without bones. We're just going to flop and do not much. And um, believe me, it happens to a lot of people when they embrace their spirituality. They become um, much less action orientated. And there's there's some goodness in it because we don't have to act on everything. And if we act without having done the energy work or mindset work, our actions are not going to have as much of an impact. But at the same time, if we don't take any action and we wait for the gods to make things happen for us, uh, through this sort of magical thinking, uh, I don't think we're going to go very far. And I, I don't like the wishy-washiness of it. Uh, I, If you're listening to this podcast, we're now on episode, what, like 17, I think? Yes. Uh, you probably already know that uh, you're in line with that that sort of thinking and, and you, you feel um, that we are on the same uh, wavelength about it. So... Um, I also want to say that if we don't have any goals in life, nothing will happen. Nothing of importance will happen because, and this is Steve Covey's job. I don't know if you've read the, his book, The Seven Habits of um, Effective People, something like that. And I know the title might put people off, but it's really gold. He's done his, his research and he's found some really important truths. And one of the ones that impressed the, me the most in his book is that if you don't carve out time, if you don't prioritize what is important in your life, 
the urgent will always trump the important. And God knows, and we all know as humans, how much we are constantly bombarded with urgency, whether it's real or fake urgency. So in a way, until you do some proper planning, until you have a vision um, for what you want to do in your life, you will just float as a cork in the in the river of life and be taken wherever uh, the life wants to take you if you don't have a plan. So you need a boat, you need a paddle, and you need to know where you're going. And hopefully you're not trying to go against the current because then that is very, very hard work. So that's a little bit what I wanted to start this episode with, with regards to goals, intentions, and New Year resolutions. Uh, what I don't want for you is to get into the what I described earlier, which is the shaming cycle of unfulfilled, unrealistic goals that we can set ourselves if we are perfectionists. And I realize not everybody who's going to listen to this podcast is a perfectionist, but I think there's probably a lot more of us than, than we think there are. So I want to protect you against that sort of energy. But I also want to protect you against the, um, you know, I'm just going to let the universe uh, make things happen for me. Uh, if it's meant to be, it's going to happen because that doesn't work either. So to finish a little bit this discussion about um, especially goals, I want to say that uh, apparently there's three types of goals. There's the time goals. So it's um, you have a time I suppose, limit on it. You want to know if it's a short-term goal or a long-term goal. You have focus goals, which are usually long-term, and they're about bigger achievements. And then you have topic-based goal, goals. So it could be in one specific area of your life. So it's quite good to learn about goals and how to set them. And it, it is an art. That's what I've learned for sure. The um, setting goals is an art. Sometimes we need help with that. And I encourage you to get the help you need if, if you feel that you're struggling. Now, once you've set these, these things, whether you call them goals, intentions, or New Year resolutions, um, one big element is, um, and, and um, it's a completely different energy again, uh, is the difference between motivation and inspiration to complete these goals. Motivation, I feel, is something external. It's, it feels like the carrot and the stick, uh, whereas inspiration, it's an impulse. It's almost like you can't stop yourself from doing it. And that's exactly what happened to me when I started running in 2009. Uh, 2009. I started running in September 2009. I'd never run in my entire life. And then from one day to the other, I decided, um, I, I just felt this impulse to go and start to run. And I was unstoppable from there. I didn't need motivation because it was something that was uh, almost... I was supposed inspired by something bigger, my soul or something very, very deep. So I never needed the motivation. And I suppose I'm mentioning this here so that you can try to see how you can allow inspiration, intuition, your soul impulse to, to show you what is going to be something meaningful and that you uh, feel passionate about uh, accomplishing. And that's going to work a lot better than if you choose a goal with your mind and then you try to motivate yourself to achieve that goal. A little bit of a, a process to set goals, and I think it needs to start with a brain dump uh, and then choosing only one or two, uh, being very intentional, very very focused. And, and the, the, the golden rule is that less is, is, is more. And I used to not understand this at all. I used to have so many different goals and so many different things I wanted to achieve. And what it did was to dilute my energy 
and I achieved none in the, in the end, or I would achieve very little because I was doing too much at the same time. So once you select a goal, I really want you to start journaling why did you choose this goal, regardless of what you call it. We've, we've been through this before. Is it ego or is it soul? Is it fear or is it joy? And very often New Year resolutions, I mentioned it before, it's either fear or guilt. Maybe you're overweight or maybe you've let your lifestyle slip and you tend to and it, it doesn't have to be in big ways, but you tend to overeat a little bit every day and you tend to not go to the gym when you said you would. And so your habits are slipping and you're seeing the results. Now, you could there's complete, two completely different ways that you could want to change that. One is by being inspired. And I just talked about it. That comes from a space of joy, the energy of joy, excitement. I'm so excited to start this new thing. Uh, or you could come at it from the energy of fear. And, and believe me, my friend, I don't want you to be choosing the second option. You need to lean into the joy. And if it doesn't give you any joy, then don't do it until you feel that joy, you feel that impulse, you feel that almost inevitability that it's gonna happen because uh, you're so inspired to do it, okay? But remember, you're always in charge, okay? It's always down to you and you can always say no. Even if you're shown something that maybe the universe, your guys, whatever, want you to do, if it doesn't feel right for you, then it's not right for you. It could be that it's not the right time. It could be that it's never going to be right for you and they got it wrong. It doesn't matter. It's at the end, you're the one living your life and it's down to you to do what feels right, what feels good and what feels like it's the right timing, okay? So I had a lot more to say about this topic, but I want to keep my episodes under half an hour. So I will not uh, I will not continue with my notes. I will, however, mention very briefly that I do have a planning kit um, and all the people, I, I used to do it live. Now it's more of a um, an evergreen product. Uh, and I need to say that all the people who've ever done planning with me have, um, appreciated the fact that when I do that with clients and I can do it one-to-one, -one. I have packages to do that now. I just don't do it as a group experience anymore. So it's either evergreen or one-to-one -one. through what I call my kickstart or my get it done package, which is a two-week package. And the way I do planning with people is that we use that intuition, that inspiration. So it's not all from the head. So we connect the head and the heart. And when the two are aligned, when the passion can support, um, you know, the vision, uh, then you you become unstoppable. Uh, you're so inspired. Everything feels exciting, and um, it's it's a completely different energy. So if you've struggled with the traditional way of business planning because it felt a bit too rigid or too um, too mindy, no, that's not a word either. I'm kind of making words as I go. Too intellectual, uh, but it's never really connected with your heart. Feel free to reach out. The best way to do that is through um, my Facebook page, True Spirituality with Ange, or you can do that through my LinkedIn profile, Ange de Lumière. And I, um, of course, my profile on Facebook. But of course, if you're not connected to me as a Facebook friend, um, probably your message will go into, um, you know, something that I don't check very often. So, uh, but do do give it a try. I would love to hear from you. And I look forward to talking to you again next week. Have a wonderful 
Uh, happy New Year 2024. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the the true spirituality with Ange podcast i want you before you go if i could ask you to be kind enough to rate the podcast and write a review so that more people get to know about the podcast please also if possible share the episodes with people you think might be interested in listening to them especially if you've liked them a lot and um, understand that I'm also available to come and do um, expert talks um, to your communities, your memberships on either intuition in business, spirituality in business, mindset, um, energy, prosperity, and intuition. Thank you so much for listening.